you know what? 2020 has been rough. That's not a shocking statement to make. But not I do believe good things come out. Like what, man? First and foremost, your beard. Look at that thing. It's majestic, dude. It looks Bro, like look at that. Uh, it looks like a waterfall. It's like looks like your face has a waterfall, dude. It's just like this. It's <laughs> a waterfall. It's perfect. This is perfect blend of like colors, dude, and 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 just nothing. Nothing says I'm alive like that beard, dude. So no matter what happens, I mean. 2020 has been rough, but it has given us the cons beard. Wow. We need to take a picture and put that sucker on Instagram. I'm telling you, dude. I'll I'll put it human, up, man. The waterfall on your face, dude. Yeah, dude, you know, yeah, it's just straight down. I don't know why. It just I don't get any yeah curls on there. Dude, it's who knows? America's book of secrets could be buried in there, dude. We have no idea. <laughs> Dude, I just, I have no idea why I decided to grow it. I just said, you know what? I'm going to be quarantined. I'm not uh, really meeting in person with clients right now because of COVID. So I said, no, I'm just going to, I'm just going to let it go. Just going to let it grow, man. Just let it go, let it grow and see how long it gets. And uh, so far, this is the result. A waterfall beard. (laughs) I can't hear you. Mike. Oh, you know what you could do? I'm going to help you out here, dude. What you need to do is you need to look up potential clients and look up fans of Duck Dynasty, dude. If you find clients who are fans of Duck Dynasty, as soon as you walk in the door, they're going to sign a contract, dude. That's go. I think you, that's all, that would be my marketing, I think, right? That's your niche, dude, is the Duck Dynasty market, dude. Did you know we already have the Duck Dynasty people as clients? You have a Duck Dynasty what? There are clients. Oh. They are? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. They are clients, dude. So, um, yeah, it's a trip. So I think some people actually travel out there. But, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a marketing tool. That's, that, that's what it is. Some people at work have seen it. And they're like, dang, dude, it's majestic. It's so big. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been pretty cool. But, uh, hey, well, you know what, dude? It's time for a new episode of the Beta Report, yo. Hey, that's right. Damn, I love that theme song, dude. It's better than the one we have, I think, man. I like it. Dude, I don't know if I talked about this on the beta report, dude, but uh I've I'm still very much in like the the quarantine brought out the sourdough baking in me, dude. Dude, I'm part of that subculture. Yeah, you're uh you've kind of joined the uh the community of of baking right now. I think sourdough yeah, was dude. the biggest thing, right? Is it is there a reason why sourdough uh, is like the biggest or the most popular? Yeah, actually, one? there's there's an actual reason behind it, dude. So when like the pandemic hit, and if you went to um, if you went to like the grocery store, there was no yeast. There was no yeast, and then there was very like like the the flour supply was limited. So sourdough, you don't need anything. You just need flour. Wheat flour and water. That's it. To do sourdough, so, really? Yeah, dude. That's it. That's so, it. what Nothing makes else, the, makes the bread sour then? Like, or you know, that have that distinct taste. So the same thing that makes kombucha sour, the same thing that makes uh, fermented vegetables sour, bacteria, like actual bacteria that's out in the air. Dude. So that's the same thing that does like the same thing that makes Greek yogurt kind of sour. So it's that that stuff, lactobacillus. Um, oh, watch, watch out. <laughs> 
Yeah, dude. So, so what you do is you make what's called a sourdough starter, dude. So you mix flour, wheat flour, water, mix it all up, and you do that every day. You, you then, then the next day you empty it out, leave a certain person like like let's say if I made a hundred grams, I leave twenty grams in there. I empty it out, leave twenty grams in there, and then I put flour, wheat, water, mix it up, and I repeat that for a week. Then by the end of the week, what you'll see is like your mason jar, right? Like you need, you should do it in a mason jar. You, you can't do it in plastic. You'll see that that your dough is rising and then falling, rising and falling. And if you take that dough and you put it in, a, in like a bowl of water, it'll float. And that's all the air that makes the sourdough area. You know, when you cut into it and mm-hmm. it has all those little air bubbles, that's mm-hmm. what that is, dude. So what? then once you have your, once you have your sourdough starter, dude, if you can have some fun, dude. Then you, I can go through the process, but it's really long. Dude. It'll take the bro, whole freaking episode. Bro, There's a whole podcast. I just, dude. I just came up with a new segment that we're going to start putting up on YouTube. Uno's Kitchen. Uno's Kitchen, dude. Bro, why not? Yeah, bro? Totally, huh? Uno's Kitchen. And you go out there and start talking about your favorite shows while you're cooking. Dude. I, we, Good I, idea. There today, it is. We're gonna make, today, we're going to make Tang. So what you need. <laughs> a Tang. <laughs> A tang episode, a lemonade episode, nah, nah, a Kool Aid episode. I've seen the stuff you made. You've made paella before. You've made, oh, yeah, uh, dude, the paella was no joke. Taco, anyway, tacos, tacos, uh, what was that? Um, that type of tacos that you made, um, dude, I make all sorts of tacos, dude. No, but the good ones, dude. um, no, <laughs> no, the ones that um, are steamed. What is that called? I got have to. Where you where you steam the 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 meat? It's like um. It's it looks like shredded beef, but uh, shredded meat. Uh, oh my god, al al something. Oh my god, I can't remember. Al vapor. Al vapor. Al vapor. Yeah, al vapor. But there's another one that, that's like something different. It starts with an S. I don't know, dude. You did it. I don't know, dude. You did it, dude. I make all sorts of tacos, dude. I make shrimp tacos. I make veggie tacos. I make freaking shredded beef tacos. I make all sorts of tacos, dude. I get I get diggity down. My 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 thing lately has been chicken tinga tacos, dude. Chicken tinga? What the heck is that? Yeah, dude, you've had chicken tinga, dude. We used to have it in church, dude. It's like that chicken and the red sauce, the red sauce and tomato and stuff. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's good, dude. I make those. But you yeah, know, dude, you know what? So f- you know what I'm kind of addicted to right now, dude? Is uh, what dude? birria tacos, dude. Oh, dude, birria tacos. Birria tacos are having like a renaissance right now, dude. dude. Birria taco, yeah, you're, yeah, dude, you're right because, so uh, I don't know if you remember, but for my birthday I did a taco, uh, LA taco tour, so I hit oh, up yeah, all yeah, these yeah. like taco, like super Instagram popular places that people are talking about. Like, I don't know, I just decided I said I'm gonna try these places everybody's talking about, and they're you know, so one of them was a birria place that. Actually what do you? What was it called? Which one? This one's uh, birria Villalobos. Villalobos, dude. That yeah. sounds legit. I think dude. it's Bire, Villalobos, something like that. But it is Look, Villalobos. Dude, yeah. If if they use paper cups, you're in the wrong place. You need to go to a place that has styrofoam cups. Dude, that's styrofoam <laughs> cups, dude. Where they put and, the con- consomme? Have, yeah, yeah. It's a styrofoam they, cup, dude, yeah. And they need to have plastic over the tables. <laughs> Bro, they don't even, well, right now they don't have tables, you know, because of COVID and stuff. Right? Oh, right, right. But, but if if your birria place is not parked outside at Superior, it's not yeah, that's not authentic, dude. Because yeah, it's out dude, there. No one. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say because it's it's, bro. It's like 
a little community there because the place that we go to is East LA. It's parked outside of Superior, and there's like them, and then there's it, it. You know, it's authentic when you have one guy. They have a guy that's cooking, but there's one guy that all his job is is to get all the supplies and materials from the little van they have parked next to it. Like plates yeah, and dude. cups, he's the one that brings it out and stuff for you. Dude, it's it's a trip, dude. It's it's pretty LA for you. But dude, birria tacos, dude. Oh my god, yeah, tacos, dude. Right now, dude, that's my thing. Right now, they're just like they're just so good. The consomme has so much flavor, dude. I bet you if yeah, dude. Gordon Ramsay would taste that out, they're like, man, what's all this flavor in this little cup, little, yeah, little styrofoam dude. cup, dude? Yeah, it's so much. It's so good. Sauces so, yeah. is where it's at, dude. Sauces is where it's at, dude. That's why I'm making I'm making chicken tinga tacos right now, dude. All that chipotle pe- pepper and garlic and onion all in that sauce. Oh, dude. Birria, I don't know how to make birria, though, dude. I got to learn how to do that. Dude, I think it's... If, if, that and, and, like, if you do, like, authentic carnitas, you're probably, like, going to spend many hours, dude. I'm going to make authentic carnitas next, dude. Dude, look up... But the thing is... Mm-hmm. Look up Carnitas El Momo. That's another oh, place yeah. that I went. Dude, everybody knows Carnitas El Momo. Dude. dude, they have these giant, like, what would I, what would you call them? Like cauldrons where they cook yeah. their carnitas, dude. They're not yeah, pots. Dude. They're cauldrons, dude. They're yeah, dude. Freaking and they're, they're, clay, they're clay pots. They're giant yes. clay pots. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Dude, oh, my God. Those carnitas, dude. Oh, my goodness, dude. Yeah, dude. They're good, dude. It's they're pretty, good. Pretty insane. Uh, yeah, fun fact, dude. Birria is actually native to my dad's home state, dude. Are you serious? Where is it from? What's what state is your dad? Jalisco. Oh, it's dude. from Jalisco. That's right. From Jalisco. It's native to Jalisco, dude. Dude, but Jalisco but has the- bad, mad tacos, dude, because they have that and they have uh uh are they famous for their mariscos too? Yeah, and they're also famous for tortas aguadas, like wet tortas. Dude, I've never had that. That's I've seen that. One, I've never had that, dude. Is that any good? Yeah. Yeah, it's good, dude. Well, you know, it all comes down to the sauce, dude. It comes down to the sauce. Oh, sauce, just like, dude. just like freaking, uh, just like freaking uh, birria tacos, dude. You know, it's so funny. We're here. We are talking about this. Have you seen street foods, dude? On I, Netflix? Yes, dude. Oh, I'm on. I'm one episode down. I just, I just watched the first episode. Do they have a oh, birria okay, taco cool. play, uh, episode? No, but they have. Well, I don't know if that lady makes. I had it playing in the background, dude. I wasn't really like paying attention, dude. Screwed up. But everybody was talking about this lady's attitude, and I was like, mm, you know, I was watching it, and I was like, oh, she's not. She seems cool. She's like a pretty regular Mexican mm-hmm. lady. That's all. Damn, I'm gonna have to check it out, dude. But she's a taco lady, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause I know I didn't even see that there was a taco. Yeah, I gotta go back and see it, dude. Um, yeah, everybody, welcome to the taco episode of the Beta Report. The accidental tacos. Yeah, that's all we're gonna be talking about today is pure tacos, dude. I think we talked about this before. Is it there um the a taco uh documentary on Netflix called uh, the Chronicle, the Taco Chronicles? The Taco Chronicles, dude. Yeah, dude. Well, isn't that like freaking amazing? Because the first episode is Tacos al Pastor, which is one of my favorite. And yeah, dude. Dude, it's pretty dope. <laughs> it's really, really good, dude. Just watching it, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm talking like I'm eating it, but some of the tacos out there, dude, I'm like, oh, dude, I need this right now. Yeah, dude. Um, what what they also did, too, which I found kind of um, surprising, is they showed love to tacos de canasta, dude. So those are just like potato tacos, dude. 
and like they're they're really cheap they're not like i mean you're eating potato tacos dude um but but even then, like they, even those tacos have like their own like method, like their own right way and wrong way of doing things, dude. That's crazy. I saw that tacos in Canasta. I didn't know there were potato tacos because like yeah, dude. Some places sell those potato tacos and they're actually really good, dude. Yeah, dude. They're, they're actually good. good. They're so good. Yeah. Dude. Regardless, dude, if they're like crunchy, I'm down with it. So. Yeah, dude. Agreed. <laughs> Anyway, so no, it's not going to be all about tacos, but I can stay talking about tacos all day, dude. So, um, dude, you know, the, wait, what, what, we what? went on this whole food tangent just because I wanted to talk about this, dude. Check that out, dude. What in the world happened to your hand, dude? Dude, I like so. Here's the thing: when you bake sourdough, dude, it needs to be hot, dude. You need to grab a like a Dutch oven, like a and and you need to bring that sucker to 500 degrees, dude. So you leave that in in the in the oven for an hour by itself, dude. Because you need at that five hundred degrees, five hundred degrees, son. How does that so not then, burn the bread? Mm-hmm. I know. So then I put on like I put you put on your gloves, right, to to pull it out. I, you know, I pull it out and then I grab, I take it off, and then uh, take off the gloves and I grab the actual sourdough. Like it's called a bannington, but it's pretty much like a basket. And then I, I flipped over my, my sourdough bread to put it into the, the, the oven. Uh-huh. And I did that, boom. And then I set it aside, dude. And it looked like this. So you can see this, dude. I set it aside, and then I went, boom, like that, dude. Just a little tap. Just a tiny little tap, dude, on that 500-degree. Um, it looks like you. And when it happened, dude, I, I swear, it was just like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Like, I'm fine. But, dude, look at this freaking thing, dude. That looks disgusting. Dude, look, is it an open wound? Sorry to No, dude, it's 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 just it's just skin, dude. It was just skin that bubbled up. Dude, from here, like from right here, dude, away, dude. It looks like an open wound, dude. Yeah, dude, it looks open. Like it looks Sorry crazy, to gross huh? everybody out on the podcast right now, but it definitely looks if, like it's If somebody asks for it, we will show them, dude. We will show them <laughs> <laughs> that nasty But uh, you know what though? The, the sourdough was good. I was gonna say the sourdough was good though, huh? Sourdough was T- good. Dude. Totally worth it, dude. Totally worth burning your hand off. Dang. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to learn how to make tacos or sourdough, we got you. Uh, look out for the uh, debut episode of Cooking with Uno, or what was it? Uno's <laughs> Kitchen. Uno, no, you said Cooking with Uno, didn't you? No, I said Uno's <laughs> Kitchen. Uh, or is it? Or do you want cook, Cooking with Uno? We're going to have to uh, come up with the title for your new cooking show on YouTube. Oh, dude, it'd be funny if it was Uno Cocina, because it's like kind of like a wordplay. Uno Cocina. Oh, dude. There you go. You know what I mean? Like one cooks. The Beta anyway. Report presents Uno Cocina. That's right, dude. That's going to be our new uh, on our YouTube uh, channel. Uh, look out for it. That's going to be a hit. It's going to be hot. Like, I mean, so fire, dude. So hey, fire, like you know the what? burn on your I head. think... What? I think there's no better way to show uh, someone that you love them, like you know, like making them food. And on that note, I want to talk about a show about love. Love, 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 love. <laughs> Crazy love. <laughs> dude, dude, I started watching Love on the Spectrum, and I'm only a couple episodes in, dude. But that thing is hilarious. It's heartwarming. Jeff, you need to check it out. It might be. It might be a gold medal show. Might be. Wow, really? 
that much. Yeah, dude. It, yeah, dude. It's so good. And then the other thing about it too, I think it's like the best reality TV show I've ever seen. Really? Wow, that's saying yeah, that's saying a lot, dude. So let me put it out there for for the people who don't know. Let's because people are probably wondering what we're talking about. Love. What is love on the spectrum? What is love on the spectrum? I saw the trailer in this, but since you watched it, you know, why don't you go ahead and go ahead and tell us what exactly is the show? What is it about? Why should right, we watch it? All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, Love on the Spectrum is a TV show, a reality TV show on Netflix about people who have um, uh, who have Asperger's, um, who have uh, disabilities, and they're trying to find love. They're they're dating, right? And here's here's the charm of it, dude. Here's what I like. Um, we know that like reality TV show tends to be very staged, dude. Tends to be very produced, right? Um, but with these people, like you're getting nothing but brutal honesty, like 100% honesty, 100% sincerity, because they can't lie. They can't be sarcastic. They can't be, um, deceptive, right? Quick, like they're going to tell you the truth. Quick question before you go. Is it only people with Asperger's or is it also people because the title implies that they're, they're, they're they may be some people with autism as well? Yeah. Yeah. It's people with autism, people with Asperger's. Um. Uh. What else? But people with like, let's just call it uh, mental health disabilities. Uh, you know. Yeah. Please excuse my ignorance. But I think because but, uh, they say a lot, of people who are autistic, they they they're on the spectrum or something like that, right? This is sort of how they're described sometimes. Because that's yeah, that's yeah. how they're measured. And I think the what Uno was saying. Uh, one of the things that we know. Well, one of the things that that at least I know about people who have autism or who are on the spectrum can be um, people who are like, like you said, just brutally honest. There's no filter. So they're able to talk and say what's out, whatever on their mind. And it's not because they're being bad or anything or that, you know, they don't care about others feelings. It's just that one of the things I think of, and again, forgive my ignorance as well, is they, there's, there, there's no filter there. So they're not, you know, they're able to speak freely. And so I think that's, Probably would, but it would lend some, some, um, some genuineness to the show, right? Because they're being just genuinely brutal, <laughs> honest. Yeah, totally yeah, honest. You're genuinely honest. Um, so it doesn't have like the drama of like Tiger King, right? And it doesn't have like the wild antics of like a Jersey Shore. But I think the reason why I dig it and why it's so like refreshing is just like you know, it's it's sweet, dude. And the world is a tough place right now, dude. And it's cool to see human beings interact with each other and just be sincere and be caring and be loving and be uh, selfless and all that stuff. Um, like, and even when, even when like things aren't working out, right? Like there's, uh, like there's a, there's a girl on date who's just like, yeah, like she, she gets like an anxiety attack, right? When they're having dinner. And she just walks away. She, she, you see them having a conversation, right? This is episode one. I'm not gonna give it away too much. This guy on a date with a girl, and you can. He's asking her questions. He's like trying to be social. Like, what are your hobbies? What do you like? What kind of animals do you like? Do you like dogs? Do you like cats? Like, he's just kind of being <laughs> like, like sweet, right? Like, and then she's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like dogs. Yeah, I like cats. Um, it's not like Taco with TT, right? <laughs> I like cuts. Um, and she's she she tends to get like overwhelmed, right? And this guy was like super excited about going on a date. He wore a suit, wore a tie, and this girl's like, 
she she kind of he's he's like are you okay do you need to do you need to go and she's like yeah so she gets up and she leaves right like she just kind of leaves the table for a bit and it's 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 like uh it's charming to see him kind of like struggle through that he's like was that too he asked the producer he's like did i go too far did i ask too many questions right and no no it's fine or whatever right and then it cuts to the girl and the girl's just kind of feeling anxious about like the setting and whatever. And he goes and this is like nice, dude. It's nice to see this dude when the president's talking about there's thousands of people dying every day. He's like, it is what it is. And yeah. you turn on your TV and you see someone go like, are, are you okay? Like, do, would you like to go? Would you feel more comfortable if you, you, you know, we don't need to do this. And he's like, she's like, yeah, I need to go. And so she leaves. Uh, and he's like really cool about it. He's like really like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like he's sad that like the the date ended, and he's like, did I ask too many questions? <laughs> right, like super selfless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thoughtful. So it was just uh, refreshing, and it's different. And I think it'd be, it's like feel good TV, dude. It's like on authentic, real feel good TV. It's a. I, it uh, sounds like it's a breath of f- fresh air in a world where yeah. there's so much negativity. People are still yes. struggling. You know, people can go out and whatever, but then you see these people who are genuinely um, uh, caring about each other, you know, yeah, in, in, in a way that, again, they're being genuinely honest, you know, where you, where you could see so much fakeness in real, reality TV. And I'm, I'm, yes. I know I, I watch a lot of reality TV and a lot of it can be scripted. Um, I told you I was a, a fan of... Um, uh, the Bachelor, but the last season was so overproduced, so like, come on, man, like, oh yeah, you're not gonna know that this girl had a girl, a boyfriend that is now playing for their first date, or whatever. Like, come on, so like overly produced, it ends up being so fake, and there's no genuineness out of it. So it's refreshing yeah. to hear when you have two people who generally are very nice and uh, can, you know, in in some cases fall in love. So yeah, we're all sappy here, but dude. I'm all for it, man. I'll watch we, it. We need to be we need to be a little sappy, dude. This is gonna be the beta report sappy episode. There he goes. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. And then to echo like what you're saying, I was watching recently, I was watching um Selling Sunset. Have you seen that? What's it what's it called again? So it's a selling sunset, dude. So it's a reality TV show about these girls who real sell estate? real estate in uh, Hollywood, the Hollywood Hills. Dude. So I and they're uh, all like Claudia yeah, was watching. Like, Claudia was watching one. Sorry to interrupt you. Claudia was watching one episode. No, go, go. Claudia was watching one episode, and I don't know if I could sit through a whole se- whole season yeah, of it, dude, because they were just so like into themselves. So uh, what's the word, dude? I'm looking for right now. Um, superficial. <laughs> yeah. Oh, narciss- yeah. Superficial. Superficial. One, yeah. Narcissistic people that were fight the very very first thing i watched where they were fighting because uh the owners are like isn't the owners like these two little bald dudes yeah that yeah. Uh, and i say little because they're like short compared to everybody else on the show but they're yeah. like super rich i'm assuming they're like super yeah super yeah. rich guys but they're all trying to be a part of this real estate brokerage that i guess makes a lot of money too so i don't know yeah I don't know, but you said it's good. Yeah. Is it like good enough? No, to no, 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 no. Oh, I thought you wanted. It's like it's, 
So I started watching it because I wanted to see like L.A. Holmes, you know. Oh, but that's the thing right. is, like, mm-hmm. each episode is like eighty-five percent drama and like fifteen percent, no, ten percent house, and then five percent like the owners or something. <laughs> um, so they don't show much like, there house. Was, <laughs> there was this one episode, dude, that I was like, oh god, where um, the girl is. There's a girl who's visiting a house with what's called this the stationer the. Basically, that person's stager, stager. That person's in charge of like, like decorating the house. Design. So when people come and see it, yeah, mm-hmm. interior design. So when they come see it, it's like staged. So she's like with that person, and she gets a phone call, and it's her boyfriend. And her boyfriend lets her know, like, I got a job. I'm gonna be playing hockey in Sweden. And she's on the phone, and you see, there's this one second where you see it like at a like a side view of the phone, and you can see she's not on a call. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you serious? Pretending to be on the phone. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, this is terrible. The other thing that I think was like staged is like there's this girl who's showing um there's there's this girl who's doing like a like a showing. Like she's doing an open house with her clients, and the client's like, Oh, I don't like the stove. And then they cuts to her doing commentary. She's like, she's like, Yeah, right, B, you don't even cook, right? And then I was like, like, there's no way that a real real estate person would talk crap about their client on a TV show that this, that's going to be seen by, like, millions. You know what I mean? Like, like you do yeah. that because it's part of the show. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. I would never want to work with her if, like, that were real. Like, no, I don't want to work with you. You're going to be talking about me and how, uh, like, you know, my yeah, tacos you, suck. <laughs> my tacos suck. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. These overly produced reality shows, like, ugh. like I, I just can't, I can't do those. But, uh, yeah, Love on the Spectrum is on Netflix. All episodes available. So go, go check it out, dude. It's uh, it, it was something that I was interested. In, but I'm gonna watch it for sure, dude. I'm gonna watch it for sure. So good. Uh, while we're on the uh subject of Netflix. Uh, I started watching something that I thought was pretty interesting, dude. It, it's uh, it's not a gold tier show or anything, but I thought it was. If you have nothing else to watch, I think it was pretty interesting. It's called Most Wanted. Oh yeah, dude, that's like trending. Yeah, dude, it's actually Tell pretty me, good. Dude. So so um, I think it's about five or six episodes. They talk about the most wanted people in the world, like the most wanted people in the world, and and the one the last one I saw was probably the most interesting one, and and that's the um. Uh, a British woman who became Muslim, what they call her the white widow. And she's just been so elusive, bro. She's been involved in some of the biggest acts of terrorism that that's ever been, that ever happened. The London bombings in the subways. Yeah. I was going to say the, the subway thing. And right. Yeah. That was her husband. And they feel that she was partly masterminding that. And then the other big one was um, the West gate. Uh, mall shooting in uh, Kenya, and and she was involved. In fact, she might be one of the gunmen that was there who got away, dude. She, it is crazy, man. It, it is crazy, and how she evades some of the people. And the dude, she's like British, and and but she's hardcore Muslim with, you know, hajib and everything, dude. Just it's crazy, man. It's uh, but you know, just a little thing about her and her background and where she's been and how she's it's just pretty crazy. It's pretty interesting because the like the first one's a, a cartel uh member. They show do you remember when they captured the um uh, the son of uh Chapo? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was this whole big old shooting, and then they just they had they end up having to release him. So they they show that going on what what happened around that too, and how it was this um, cartel boss who's the biggest cartel boss in Mexico, who's the one that nobody calls by name, but they call him El Señor. And they uh, are, dude, he, it's just crazy. It's uh, um, it's pretty interesting. And uh, so the other episodes are like different people. Those are the highlight ones right now that I've seen because I've only watched those like three or four episodes. But uh, it's worth watching. It's it's interesting, dude. Check it out. It's called, I think it's called Most Wanted. I believe, I believe it is. So yeah, it's on. You it's know, on. go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna take it far left, dude. But um, world, in world light tra- of you know world tragedies and terrorist attacks, dude, we as the Beta Report wanna wanna stop and pause and just kind of say our heart goes out to the people of Lebanon and what happened in Beirut, right, Jeff? Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty tragic. I think the, the what made this so different uh, in, in today's world is that there were so many videos about it, so many different yeah. angles, so many different reactions from people who were there, um, yeah. and the impact that it made instantly. You mean that thing yeah. blew up and instantly the yeah. the landscape changed. I mean, literally, yeah. literally changed. Yeah. And the people that are involved and people that were there, people that were unfortunately lost their lives because of that uh, accident. Um, nobody's saying that it's... A, well, nobody's saying is saying right now that it is um, a terrorist attack. Uh, I say that because... Uh, <laughs> because there's no one really saying that it's a terrorist attack. We at did the moment. it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no one, at the moment at least, we don't know, but I think they're saying that there was an accident. There was some ammonia nitrate stored in a warehouse and uh some fireworks burned next to it and it blew up but it definitely did seem like there was something highly explosive in that um harbor and uh unfortunately yeah a lot of people lost their lives and that's not just losing their lives Uh, obviously the biggest part of it but but people's lives have changed all around that area uh homes were destroyed uh people lost businesses around there um the people that need medical attention, some of those hospitals are overrun, overfilled with people, and they definitely need help. So, um, the, you know, it, it doesn't help that there's that area as well as being hit financially um, and now socially because of the the people that were, um, you know, affected through that. Uh, but again, I think that what made this so different this time is that all the um, people who were just were taking video of it and then you saw it happen. It was just crazy. It, it's, it's crazy just looking at, see what happens. But, you know, obviously there's, you know, we could talk about it, but there's also something that we can do about it. And, and if there's, if you find it in yourself to want to help, uh, Uno has some info about what you can do uh, if you want to, you know, uh, help out. Yeah. So um, really quick, like Lebanon was already in a rough spot to begin with. Um, just like uh, most of the world, like COVID had a negative effect on its economy, but they were already in a bad spot to begin with. And what was blown up was a port, and that port was responsible for like import exporting wheat, 
um, and other things that the that Lebanon produced. But anyway, if you want to help, uh, let me let me run, let me let me put you on game really quick. What you can do is you can donate, and I'm going to say these things slowly so you could write it down or just remember it. You can donate to the Lebanese Red Cross. Okay, you can make donations to the Lebanese Red Cross. And um, they're providing ambulance services in Lebanon. Uh, they're dis dispatching uh, emergency support to North Lebanon, Becca, South Lebanon, Beirut. So again, that's the Lebanese Red Cross. You can also make a contribution to the British Red Cross because they set up an emergency fund to help the people of Lebanon. So again, that's the British Red Cross. Also, the United Nations has a world food program, which provides food for people who've been displaced and for people who are homeless. So again, that's the United Nations world food program. You can Google that and it'll pop up. Um, also, you can make a donation to humanity and inclusion. This, this uh, nonprofit has 100 workers in Lebanon right now, including like physical therapists, psychologists, and social workers who are helping people cope with what happened. Again, that's called humanity and inclusion. Um, and then last but not least, the International Medical Corps. Okay, so they're deploying medical units and providing mental, he mental health care for the people in Lebanon, um, as well as like medical care, mental health care. Um, again, that, that, that organization is called International Medical Corps. So really quick, a little summary. You can donate to the Lebanese Red Cross, the British Red Cross, the United Nations World Food Program, Humanity and Inclusion, also International Medical Corps. So even though, um, you know, we're having tough times here, you know, um, any little bit that you can do to help the people of Lebanon, um, you know, it'll it'll have a huge huge impact just because I mean Lebanon's going through some some tough times to begin with and and even more so now. So um, the beauty cool. of of these these things is you know because of technology we were aware of what happens and because of te technology we're able to help um, and help. Well said. Overcome. Yeah. Well said. And uh, we'll see if we can post that stuff up on our social media too. If there's you know obviously we're able to write all that down real quick we'll give you a place to look at what we were talking about and how we can uh you know put that out there for you guys to uh help out so yeah definitely uh so yeah man it's 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 crazy how how fast uh not just technology but the you know when when something happens in real time you almost see it in real time you know like yeah minutes man. after it just happened so yeah yeah, and that's, that's I think, the most interesting thing about it is, like, all the angles, man. There were, like, people yeah. next to buildings next to it. There was uh, a guy on a boat out there yeah, when the it happened. Yeah. There was a guy driving. Did you see that one? There was a guy was driving. Yeah. And the, yeah, like, it, on the freeway and then just, yeah. Yeah, his airbags went off and everything. And uh, all even to a place, to a point where there was, someone was doing a wedding shoot. And I don't know if you've seen that one. She, she was doing a wedding shoot and... And it's crazy because you see the, the wedding shoot and you see the building behind her. Nice building, just normal. The explosion happens as the camera moves back. The, all the windows and everything around that building is just destroyed. You know, she wasn't killed or anything, but it was, you know, thank God she wasn't or anybody there. But it was the buildings and stuff around her. It, it, it looks like it's just like what the heck happened from one second to another. You know, it was crazy. So, yeah. 
definitely help out if you can, and we'll put that information out there for you. So, all right, let's change gears here for a second. We were talking about some of these shows. There's another show that I don't think we've talked about at all that I think would be worth putting out there and putting some eyes on it. Uh, we were talking about, you and I were talking about this earlier, Uno. Uh, it's called Upload, which Upload. is on Amazon Prime, and yeah. it is it is uh, was created by one of the writers and creators of The Office. Oh, who wrote it? Um, was it Toby? <laughs> Not him. Oh, actually, he may be uh, maybe one of the writers. But no, it's uh, Greg Daniels, man. Greg Daniels is the creator oh. of The Office, uh, the the U.S. version of The Office. Uh, and he's the creator of the show called Upload. And the show uh, stars Robbie Amell of the Amell Brothers. Um, and a newcomer for me, because I've never heard of her. Her name is Andy Ayo. Ayo? Yeah, yeah. She's, uh, I think her real name is Nora Anthony. Um, dude, she she was adorable, dude. I think I watched it yeah. a lot because of her because I think because she's a little cutie. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I think she was. She did it really well though. Dude, she was like not like wanting to be involved in. It. She doesn't like her job, but she meets Robbie Amell. Uh, Nathan Brown is his character's name, and that chemistry they have with each other was actually pretty cool. So. And it has, it has a little mystery around it. So, I don't, Uno, do you want to... I'll leave it to you. Do you want to so give a little here, I'll explain it, dude. Here, we were just talking about technology, dude, and how wild technology is. So, this takes us into a science fiction world where you don't die, you get uploaded to the cloud. So, your memory, the, your mind, the way you work, your character, your personality, all of that gets uploaded to this paradise. You get to choose where you want to want to be uploaded to. But Nathan Brown chooses to go to View Park. View Park? Is that what it's called? And um, so he gets sent so. to this this world where it's it's kind of like it's like Portland on steroids, dude. It's mountains, it's greens, it's <laughs> lakes, it's this beautiful place and he lives in a hotel um, with millions of other people, but it never feels like there's millions of other people. Um, and so he's living, he's living, I guess, eternity in this like a virtual world, but it's not virtual to him. He, everything feels real. Everything's real. He can still interact with loved ones too, which is pretty interesting. Um, so it's a really interesting premise. It's really wild, right? Like in this world where, where your mind, your consciousness gets uploaded to a virtual reality world and you live out the rest of your life as a in this uh it's like a virtual world it's like, like their heaven i guess you know yeah it's like a heaven yeah so um yeah i, I mean i, I don't want to give away the show like, yeah i'll start talking about the show right like that's kind of i think the premise is pretty interesting within itself and i think that's kind of worth checking out yeah definitely and, and it's got it's got its comedy beats obviously it's written by the person who created the office so and it's nothing like the office so you're not going to expect something no. like the office it's not a you know uh, what do they call those? Like one camera type show, um, yeah. but uh, it, it's not. It's uh, you know, documentary it. style. It's not documentary style. Yeah, it's more like a little comedy drama kind of. I think a little bit, but it, it's it's uh it's very uh interesting on in how these characters that um that they have all in this one world can all be a little bit different. And I think that's kind of the appeal of it too, of uh, the, how she interacts with people who are 
basically dead, I guess. But, but uh, it, it's really, it's it's very interesting. It's funny. I think some of the jokes fell flat a little bit for me, but I think some of them were pretty good, and the whole aspect of the show was actually not bad. So I, I, I do recommend it. I don't know. I think it's a silver tier show for me. Um, I don't think it's gold there yet, but I thought it was quirky enough, and it was very, I think, the, the chemistry between Robbie and... and uh, Andy Io is that what her name is? Andy, yeah. um, I think uh, I think worked well, and yeah, she was a yeah. cutie. I, I really liked her. <laughs> I really liked her. <laughs> so I'm I'm all in. I even like the uh, I even like the little niece Nevea. Nevea was hilarious, dude. She was adorable, dude. Yeah, yeah, she was. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was that was really well done, and it, and it ended in a cliffhanger. So definitely. I'm hoping that they will come up with another season because I definitely want to. Uh, would like to continue that that story because, like I said, it had a it's, little bit of a mystery, so it definitely was um, something to keep you kind of involved. I did binge it too, so I couldn't stop watching. It, so like I have to continue watching it. So. It's freaking Amazon, dude. <laughs> they have plenty of money, dude. They can totally keep this episode going, keep this show going. I, well, I hope so. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely hope so, dude. So going from uh, um, Amazon, let's go move back to Netflix. I wanted to talk about Umbrella Academy season two. Yeah, we gotta hit that up, dude. Because man, I just loved season two, dude. I really, really liked season two. I, I'm just, yeah. I don't know. It made me love the show even more. You know, I really liked it was better than season one for sure. It was, dude. I think the, I think what they did, so. If you haven't seen season one, spoilers, please go watch it. Season one ends in a cliffhanger. In fact, that the world was about was about to end, and one of the siblings, five, who could like teleport and go through time, teleports his whole family out of that end of the world, and we don't know what happens at that. So we start with season two, where uh, he actually what he did was send them back in time to try to see if they could stop the end of the world. But they go back to uh, various times in the 1960s. So uh, they go back to 1960. Uh, well, some of them do. And then um, they got to find each other. So what I thought was really good was that everybody was a little bit separate this time, but the, you all got to know them a little bit better. They spent a little bit more time with some of these characters. There was more character development. You got to care about these characters a little bit more. Uh, it was just a, so much more where you can kind of care about them a lot more. So I, I just, I really liked that. Season two is, was amazing. I really liked it, dude. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah, um, I really liked how um, the, story, the story took us different places, right? So like you said, it's like they travel back in time and they are not together, right? They all kind of had to live their own life and figure it out. So I really like that because it gave us kind of like avenues to different stories, right? Like we have one sister who's involved with like the civil rights movement. We have like a brother who's like, who becomes a guru slash like cult leader, <laughs> you know? That was fun. Um, that, was fun. that was hilarious, dude. And dude, um, we get to spend we, more time with Ben, the brother that died. Yeah, and yeah. so he, I, dude, I, he was one of my favorite characters. I loved him so much because he was, like, he wasn't forgotten. I'm glad that he was still there and uh, just kind of going along for the ride with the, 
with the Klaus and his new cult that he invented. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I interrupted, but yeah, that's that's no, no, uh, dude. It, and and um, the thing about um, Ben, dude, what I like about Ben is I feel like he was the most even keel, down to earth <laughs> member of the group. And it's funny he's, he's out of this world. Um, <laughs> But he he was just kind of like the most I feel like logical and like the most pragmatic of the group and like it it feels like I wish he were still around right like I wish he was still around to just kind of manage everybody um, and, and without other thing and without giving anything away his interaction with uh, Ben Ben's interaction with Vanya was probably yeah. one of the best and of course what what you said goes in perfect. Uh, uh, in, in a perfect connection to why he is the one that had to talk to Vanya, and in that moment, and I think yeah. it was amazing. It was awesome, dude. I, I really, uh, I really liked that conversation he has with her, and it's just so good. I loved it. Yeah. But anyways, go ahead. Sorry. The other thing that I thought was great about this episode, dude. I mean, about this season, is that number five is supposed to be the eldest, right? But. <laughs> In and this season, I feel like he did such a great job of acting like the eldest, like acting like the, he felt like he was 57, even though he's a 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 year old kid. I don't know how old he is in real life, but he felt 57. He didn't feel 14. Right. Yeah. And even when he interacts with the rest of the family, he feels like, he feels like the adult. Like I love the part when they're like, I'll give away a little part. It's not a big thing, right? They they read the writing on the wall, on the on the on the floor. And they're like, "Oh, Olga Orga or whatever." So they go to the they go to the uh, phone book and they start looking her up. They they think it's a name. Then they call her and they're on the phone with her and then he's like, "It's Swedish, you idiots." <laughs> eye for an eye. It's Swedish. Eye for it's yeah, it's Swedish, you idiots. Yeah. But he has these moments where like he feels like I think it was a great what I'm trying to say is it was a great performance by him because even though he's a kid, like he felt older. He felt in control. He felt like so yeah, that was great. Yeah, dude, I think yeah, five is probably one of my favorite characters too. He could yeah. be a jerk, but the, for sure. But he, uh, he, he was just pretty straightforward. He's like, "This is what we got to do, guys." Regardless if you don't like it, if you're upset or whatever. So, I just thought it was uh, amazing. So, the, the, all of these characters are really, really good. I mean, for season one, my favorite character was Klaus, simply because he's the guy that really saw some growth from beginning to end, and it was worth watching when everybody finally saw what he kept saying about Ben that they believed and because they saw Ben himself. So, but, but for season two, man, I, I, it's kind of hard to pinpoint who I liked the most because they all were really, really good in their, in their own stories. If there was one weak story I that I personally wasn't too into was, was Vanya's story. And and that was the only thing that was kind of a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit forced, you know. Yeah. Um. So I I, I just saw it a little bit like, just they're forcing that storyline upon you. But for me, like, um, was it funny for you the decision to make Luther like sort of like a airhead? He was kind of like a a bumbling idiot, kind of. Um. I. Because in season one, they made him to be like... He wasn't. 
Huh? Cyclops-ish. Season one, he was Cyclops. Yes, yes. There you go. I'm yeah. sorry. I was like, yeah. wait, not nothing. Yes, because he he felt like he was being forced because he was number one, but he yeah. didn't want that. And then season two, obviously, he's like, you know, obviously, you know, not not struggling, but he's happy. He doesn't have to lead a team. But they went sort of <laughs> a little bit like the whole Ofa, Oga Ofa, whatever. Uh, yeah, that yeah. was very like like you know, uh, but. Um, yeah, everybody. Diego, Allison, Klaus, Five, Ben. I thought all their stories were really well done. I think I really enjoyed it. Uh, they have a, a new character that um, came along for the ride, uh, Lila. And I thought that was a pretty good character, too, and kept yeah. that mystery going. So, man, it was totally worth it. I totally enjoyed it. So if you guys already watched season one of Umbrella Academy... You're going to love season two. And if you haven't, it's not too late to go back, watch season one and season two that's available right now on Netflix. So go and watch it. Go ahead. You know what else I was going to say about Umbrella Academy season two is I feel like they did a really good job of expanding their world. Like it's not just this little like they, they introduced this like like what is Reginald Hargraves, right? Like at the end, you're just like, what is going on? And then you're like the sparrow thing, like what? And then even like the the board and like the board being like the leader of the board, right? You're like, yeah. what is going on? So there's like a lot of expansion. It's not just like uh, winch, wash, rinse, repeat, like a lot of shows do, right? Like it just feels like, it feels like just the like season one story, just a little tweaked. That's not the case here. Like season two is completely like different and they add new elements. And so that was really great. And then even just kind of like the whole, um, was it Lila having powers? Like that whole aspect, right? You're just like, wait, what? How? Like, yeah. so I yeah. like that they did that. I like that they expanded the world. It's not just this like tiny little like story about these uh, seven kids. That definitely did. Definitely. So it was, it, it was almost like, Let's let's kind of build on this mythology about the commission and about what these people are about and yeah, dude, that that was it was kind of cool to see that. What was his name? AJ, that guy who's got a fishbowl for a head. Yeah, with an actual fish running around it. That was actually pretty cool. It's a it's a crazy visual, but uh, yeah, yeah, def check it out. So Netflix, uh, it's on Netflix. It's available. Uh, all episodes, season one, season two. So I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. So go, please go watch it. Uh, that way we can get a season three because we got to get a season three on that. It's Netflix though. They're throwing money left and right too anyways. <laughs> I'm hoping they say <laughs> yes. Who's Netflix money, dude? <laughs> Bro, I think it's because Netflix has all these platform or uh, these um, uh, shows, not just here, but all over the world, man. They got Netflix originals that are from India, Netflix originals yeah. that are from uh, Japan, all these, and they're like Netflix originals. This, this is crazy. So I'm sure they're getting yeah. all this money from all these other countries as well. So yeah, it's just, it, yeah, it's nuts. But you get some it's quality wild. stuff though, man, for sure. So check, check that out. So we didn't have time to get into Black is King, but we'll save that for next episode because I know you Black wanted is to- King. Black is King. Black it's is a King. new uh, visual album from Beyonce that's on Disney+. Plus. I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, I did. We'll talk about it next time. Let's talk about it next week. Yeah, we, uh, 
you know, we'll wrap it up right now. But hey, before we go, guys, thank you so much for joining us for listening all to our our wild ramblings on about these shows. But I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys we give you guys something good to watch and you guys will enjoy it and uh, agree with our recommendations. So uh, we just ask you guys that uh, hit up our social media, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook at the beta report is how you can find us. Subscribe to the podcast, tell other friends about the podcast and let them know that uh, we got some three crazy Latinos who like to watch a bunch of good TV yeah, that's right. Oh, by the way, yeah, Jay. If you didn't notice, Jay was in here, but he'll be here next week, hopefully. Who needs a Javian? Javian. 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 Like uh, Javian. Jay. Uh, Jay. Um, Suli's uh, the pastor that she's working with in Spain didn't understand him when he said Javian, and then uh, he said Javier. Javi. Okay, Javi. <laughs> he started calling him. Javi. <laughs> So all of a sudden he was Javi now. Hey, wait, wait, wait. On that note, happy birthday, Suli. That right. If Suli see, he listens That's to this right. on uh, Friday morning, because we're recording this the night before. Happy birthday to Suli. Yes, she's uh, far away from us, but uh, close to our hearts. Yes. I'm yes, happy, sir. Because she's my sister. Love you, sister. Happy birthday. Hope you're enjoying your day out in España. And uh, we'll see you guys. We'll see you soon, hopefully. Uh, that's it guys thank you so much for joining us we'll be back with another new episode next week uh, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it for the beta report this is the con this is Uno and I want to say que sera sera whatever will be will be <laughs> it is what it is until next week and then hopefully we'll get Uno's kitchen going too Uno's sourdough <laughs> All right, see you guys later. Goodbye.